Hey, she got him with this one, Doc. It's so soulful. Let's take him back. Come on. Hey, remember back in the block in the summertime when the sidewalk got so boiling hot that the heat from the street almost melts your flip flops or burn through your new shoes and leave you. With holes in your socks Us city slickers, there was no water in spots So we'd head to the corner, Mr. Warner would knock Off the knob on top of the hydrant We was wildin' on the side of a park What is Welcome, welcome, welcome back All my do-dadders, future fathers, potential parents And everyone else tuning in Welcome to this week's episode Episode 24. If last week was the Michael Jordan episode with episode 23, then I guess we got to say that this is the Kobe Bryant episode with episode 24. Welcome back. Thank you as always for tuning in. Um, And a major, major thank you and shout out to everybody that tuned in last week and made it the single most Listen to Week of Dad Heart with a podcast since we have started and it was by a mile um, and I will not take any of the credit for um, for those listens. I will give a major shout out and a major thank you to my guest, Matthew Roth Rothenberg. Um, he shared his story about his and his wife's, uh, I don't want to say battle, but struggles with they're uh, getting pregnant with their first child and going through the the struggles of IVF and all of that stuff, and um, it seemed to really strike a chord with uh, listeners of the podcast because we did uh, it blew every other week out of the water, um, even weeks where we where we've dropped two episodes. Um, it was a really touching story. It was a really um, necessary story to tell because. The struggles of pregnancy, the struggles of parenthood, um, and all of that are things that people tend to be ashamed to talk about. And Matt's story is an example of what I wanted to do with creating this podcast and offering fathers um a place where they can share these stories and other fathers can listen in and say, oh shit, he went through that also. I'm not crazy. I'm not by myself. I'm not alone in this. There are other people out there that are also sharing this experience along with me um, because that gives us all a level of comfort when you know that other people are going through what you are going through or have gone through what you've gone through. It helps to be comfortable in that skin, regardless of the hardship that you're going through. You know, I guess that's why this whole concept of support groups works, right? Um, But anyway... I won't get too deep into that, but I do want to thank you, uh, Maddie, for uh, for coming on, for sharing your story, for having a fucking awesome conversation, uh, even with a change of venue that we had to do in the middle. Uh, you did not skip a beat, and I can't wait to tell another story that you told me after the interview, and I can't believe you didn't tell me it before. Uh, because, uh, the, the guy is a real life, true life hero. Uh, but he'll be back on again in the future and we'll get into that story next time. Um, for now, as always, I am the host and the creator of the show, Mo Green, and welcome to episode 24 of Dad Hard with a podcast. It is week 30 of dadding heart for me. Um, and as always, to connect on the fatherhood brotherhood, shoot us over an email. We actually got a bunch of emails um, and DMs that came through about Matt's uh, story last week. So I appreciate everybody that that threw comments our way and appreciated that story. But to connect on the fatherhood brotherhood, shoot us an email at dadhardpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at dadhardpod and the Facebook, facebook.com slash dadhardpod. Um, as always, this episode is dedicated to my late uncle, Gary Dennis Jackson. I 
Love you always, man. Um, and let's jump into it. Like I said, this is week 30 and I cannot even believe that it has been 30 weeks of my life uh, with my daughter. Uh, I look at her every day and I have a moment that's just like, wow, like I can't believe that I'm a father. I can't believe that she's my daughter. I can't, I, I have this wow moment every single day that I'm with her. Um, and over the last couple of weeks, um, we've been dealing like, I, like I've mentioned a, a couple of times with teething. And I think it's taken my daughter a little bit longer than quote unquote normal for her two front teeth to all the way develop, you know? And I think it's actually, uh, it's bothering her a little bit. You know what I mean? It's really starting to affect her uh, and, and you can see that she tends to be a little bit more ornery. She's like in a little bit of, of pain and uh, 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 very uncomfortable, right? Um, and it, they, they are popping through the gums right now, but they're not, they haven't like come through all the way yet. Uh, and it's weird. My wife and I talk about it, about how, you know, she talks to some of her mom friends and they're like, yeah, I just woke up one day and uh, my kid had two front teeth and that was what it is. And it was easy and simple. Uh, I think it's taking our daughter a little bit longer for those to actually materialize all the way. Took her to the doctor on Friday for her seven month checkup and um, he said everything was normal. So it's all good, uh, I guess. But, you know, it definitely makes it a little bit harder when that takes longer because like I mentioned two weeks ago, there's a lot of other symptoms that come with the teething thing, right? There's fevers, there's congestion, there's discomfort, there's change in attitude, change in mood, etc. And this congestion thing is really coming to a head now with her. Um, it doesn't really seem like she has any other symptoms of like sickness. So we really think that it is just this, the, the teeth coming through and it's just taking so long. She's kind of per perpetually congested. And I feel so bad because every, it's like every five seconds we're using the, the snot sucker to try to clean her out. And she now, before she didn't really mind it, now, I guess we're doing it so, having to do it so often so that she can breathe and that it doesn't affect her eating and her sleeping specifically, which it's done a couple of times. Um, but we're doing it so often that she has now gained a true disdain for not only the snot sucker and getting the snot sucked out, out of her to clean her passageway, but even lying down on her back on the changing table. I noticed the other day and then again this morning that um, you lie her down on her back and she's immediately just petrified to be on her back and starting to try to flip over and struggle and, and cry a little bit and, and, and freak out because she just automatically, it's like she's automatically assuming that she's going down on her back to get this tube shoved into her nose and have you know, her, her, uh, uh, her snot removed from her nose, nasal passage. Um, and that goes into a little bit of a deeper progression that I'm seeing throughout week 30 of her life. And that being that she is starting to have opinions about things. And, when I say opinions, I'm meaning, you know, she's not, obviously she's not communicating about the freaking presidential election or anything like that, but, but she is definitely having her and understanding the difference between things that she likes and things that she doesn't like. And this is really kind of the first week that that has been truly apparent and maybe it has to do with this not sucker thing maybe it has to do with the fact that we're starting to introduce more foods and feeding her more solids so now she's she's understanding okay i don't like how this tastes so i'm not going to eat it and instead of like you know when we first started 
introducing foods, you know, we were introducing gross shit, you know? She loves avocados. She still does. But the second thing we introduced, like, spinach and peas and green beans and, like, you know, what kid likes spinach and peas and green beans, you know what I mean? And, And broccoli and stuff like that. But now we've introduced so many different foods, she is starting to be able to put the pieces together in her head where she can pick and choose what she wants to eat, what she doesn't want to eat. You know, like she used to love bananas. Now she doesn't have any interest in them. She doesn't like them. She doesn't want them. Um, you know, and, and, and previously every time, like I said, every time we we'd introduce a new food, she'd take to it. She'd try it. Now she t- takes one taste. If she doesn't like it, She's not opening her mouth again, you know? So it's interesting that this week has kind of made that evident and it evolves a little bit more past the snot sucker, past just the food. You can see now with what she decides to play with because now she actually is making active decisions about the toys that she wants to play with, about the books that she wants us to read to her. You know, when we start reading, let's say, Hungry Hungry Caterpillar, and she decides that she is bored after the caterpillar eats through three oranges, that she's just going to turn away and try to wiggle out of our arms now because she's just disinterested. She doesn't want to read that anymore she doesn't want to do that and she wants to now do something else and you know we've we've now organized her toys in a different way where she can go over to them and she can kind of pick what she wants to play with and she does she's not just going to the first thing and throwing it up in the air and then throwing it over and then going to the next thing which is what she was doing before was kind of just anything in her path she would just take and that's what she would play with at that time until she saw something else now she's going into this like this drawer i say a drawer it's like one of those fabric ikea dividers for your drawers that we've just put a bunch of like smaller toys in some rattles some teething toys uh, a a couple of uh, balls etc some cups um, blocks whatever and she's actually actively looking in that drawer and choosing what it is that she wants to play with you know does is it i want to have my giraffe rattle right now oh I want the blue spiny ball. Obviously, I don't know if she knows that it's blue, but there's a blue one and a yellow one. And she, it picks, goes and actively picks the blue one. Not because it's the closest one to her, but because uh, for whatever reason, that's what she wants to play with now. And then, you know, we try to give her, you know, her... Uh, her rolling unicorn, right? And she just has no interest in playing with that right now because now she wants to go and play with this purple maraca instead. Seeing her and watching her develop these likes and dislikes, wants and, and you know, diswants, that's not even a word, but whatever, you know, it's, it's so interesting. Um, and this is really the first week that she started to do that. Obviously, she's like wriggled if she's uncomfortable and, you know, cried or made a sound if she like doesn't like something in the past. But this is really the first week where she's actively choosing what she wants and doesn't want, uh, what she wants to play with, doesn't want to play with, what she wants to do, not want to do, etc. Um And it's super interesting to watch because that's kind of what starts making us communicative beings, right? Is being able to communicate what we want and and don't want in our likes and dislikes as people. That's how we start learning to communicate actual things. And that's what she is starting to do. The other thing that she is starting to do is starting to make a lot more sounds. Um, And that's been happening happening really over the last couple of weeks she started to really develop um you know the type of a sound she's kind of developed that um and i don't know if that's because she's been in daycare full time and she's around more 
other kids that are all making sounds and and you know older older kids up to like two years old and and babies and everything now it's not just crying these kids that she kind of I guess is relating to because they're kind of like her are making real sounds and um and, and saying words and stuff and she is now trying to emulate or imitate them right um and it's it's really really interesting because it goes back to what we talked about last week with her wanting to be independent and play independently and independently search around the apartment now she is learning how to take that independence and communicate that um or at least trying to learn how to communicate that. Uh, and it's just crazy because I feel like it was just last week that she would just be able to lie on her back and kick her legs and smile at anything. You know, now you can make funny faces and she's just like, nope, I don't really feel like smiling at you today. Sorry, pops. Um and other times she's like, yes, I want to smile at this. Uh, you are being funny and uh, fun and making me laugh. Um, it's really a big step in watching your child grow up uh, and develop and evolve uh, because kind of it's also scary because once they can make their own decisions, they can start learning how to decide to not listen to you anymore or do what you want them to do anymore and uh that is a scary feeling for a father because god forbid my daughter doesn't always want to just do whatever i want and always want to come and hang out with me uh when she makes a decision to start turning her back and walking the other way that is going to be the day that i am a very sad 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 person um but for now, this week, week 30, that's what it is. It's learning how to communicate and learning how to choose things and understand what she likes and dislikes. And it's at a very, you know, cellular level, I guess, for lack of a better term, but you can still see it happening in them. Um, and it's a, it's, it's a crazy thing. Um, and that's it. That That is week 30 kind of in a nutshell. Um, you know, I, I'm uh, waiting to see what, what the next few weeks turn into because her personality is just really speeding at the, at the speed of light and developing so fast um, that it's crazy to me. I don't even know if I can kept, keep up, thank God for the podcast, or else I wouldn't even have any frame of reference to what she did last week and how she's been developing or anything like that. So thank God for this. Shout out to the pod. Uh, and with that said, we will jump into the musical break and come back on the other side. This with our guest segment this week, I have a uh, a really cool guest. It is a uh, obviously a friend of mine uh, who runs social media for the NFL, who is actually just a month into fatherhood. So it's actually our newest father to date. Um, and that was a real fun conversation. So stay tuned, keep it locked. Let's jump into the musical break and I will catch you on the other side. Sandbox, little league ball, felt like the sandlot. 
I was the Bambino, the salt on the swap. And Doc was more like Benny the Jet, no handy, but yet. Pops tell us to drink up. Like this to put some hair in your chest. That was before And we are back with this week's episode of Dad Hard with a podcast. And as always, you know when that music break hits. It is time for the guest segment of the show, and I'm very pumped to have this guest on the show because he is our newest dad that we've spoken to. I believe he's like less than a month in, so he is fresh. The baby is fresh out the womb. He is fresh, brand new addition to the fatherhood, brotherhood, Um, friend of mine, uh, works for the NFL, managing all their social media, so... I am very interested to see how how throwing a kid into this mix is going to uh, affect him and and how he's dealing with it. Uh, So with no further ado, let me welcome my man, Dave Feldman. How are you, bro? What an intro. Go Green. It is an honor. It is a pleasure. Thanks, brother. Great to catch up. Happy to be on this pod. Yeah, man. I'm happy to have you, man. I uh, I saw that when you when you had the baby a few weeks ago, I've been meaning all for the last like three and a half weeks, I guess, to hit you up and, and give you congratulations. Um which I did the other day, and then I was like, yo, you, you want to come and talk about it. Um so I'm pumped that you agreed to do it and and you're down. Uh, I'm in. I'm excited. I'm definitely not qualified because I don't know what I'm doing, but uh, let's see how the next, whatever, half hour, hour go, and I'll take it from there. But you know what? That's, see, that's the thing about fatherhood, right? And that's what I've learned is that none of us, we, we none of us know what's going on. I've talked to guys that have eight-year-olds and guys that are not even dads yet, and we all have no idea what the fuck we're doing. Um, and that's why it's important to talk to people across all spectrums of the fatherhood journey uh, because that we can learn from each other. You know what I mean? Um, For sure. But you were brand new to this, right? So you're, what, three and a half weeks, a month in? Yeah, we just hit the month mark wow. uh, the other day. Uh, so starting to like have some semblance of normalcy. Um, but yeah, it's definitely been a game changer with work, just with home, like relationship with my wife. Like, uh, it's just everything's, it's, uh, it's a whole new world, man, yeah, man as it, you know. Are you, getting, are you getting sleep yet? So I am, yes. So I'm getting sleep. Um, uh, we've been very fortunate where for the first month or so we're going to have, we have a, a night nurse. Awesome. Which has been like such an incredible luxury to have. Like it's like the best money I've ever spent and it's not cheap. Uh, yeah. But definitely allows um, me to sleep and allows the convenience for my wife to like legit only be up just to feed. Yeah. Which is also my son's like growing so fast. Like he's just eating so much that he can now sleep like four or five hours at a time. That's awesome. So... Yeah, sleeps actually hasn't been so bad. That's fantastic. Well, good, because I still don't sleep, and so I'm very oh, jealous of you. <laughs> um, but how are, how are you taking to it so far? How, is it, how has it been for you? How are you adapting? Are you freaking out? Were you freaking out? Um, talk to me about how like this transformation and, and, uh, and getting into the actual act of fatherhood has been for you. Yeah, so... It's it's weird. So so it's been it's like a bit of a double edged sword. Where like obviously it's super nice. Like having a kid so crazy. Like the moment when the kid comes out is so crazy and so beautiful and so wonderful. And the moments I can have with him on a day to day basis when he's not crying his face off and not sleeping are so precious and, and incredible. Yeah. So there's there's that component which is great and trumps everything else I'm about to say. For sure. But there's also the just like the. Um, I don't know. I think it's that there, there's a certain level of, um, I'm trying to think of the right way of phrasing it, but it's to a degree, it's like kind of anxiety, but it's really, I feel like so one guilt where any moment I'm not home, my wife's home with the kid. Like, I feel like, Oh crap. Like it's, it's just all on her. That's not fair to her. Yeah. And that's um, beautiful of you to think by the way, not, and, not many yeah. guys think like that. No, it's like, oh, I'm at, at work. Do I really have to be at this meeting? Do I really need to do this? And I've only really gone into the office in the last month like three times for okay. like, two, three hours at a time. So I'm not even fully back in. But then there's even like when we're both home, there's just a little self-imposed feeling of like, like a lockdown almost on like the apartment. Right? So, like, we, all, we, we feel like we both have to be in this together. Yeah. And we, we both like 
when the kid's up, we both have to be around, and it's and it's just it's. I feel like there are certain things that we can get better at, where whether it's just like making sure we go for more walks or like start doing more normal human things to help just like feel less tied to this apartment because it's. Uh, I think just for long term, it's just not sustainable or healthy. No, I agree. Uh, and so that's a huge part of the first month to two months of having a kid is that you f- do feel like you need to be locked to the apartment. You know, like your kid yeah. hasn't got their shots yet. You don't know who exactly. can touch it. You don't know where safe to go. You know, like, um, yeah, it, 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 it is like, don't really know, like, oh my God, if we leave right now and the kid starts crying, like, what do we do? Yeah. Like, do we head back? Like, yeah. that room the rest of the day? And like, I don't know. It, it's, it's a really crazy feeling and it's definitely unhealthy. Like, it's definitely, uh, not good for like the mental health for either of us. So sure. I think we got to just either start doing more things or, or even just, do a better job of having just shifts of responsibility where it's like, all right, I'm going to do an hour to myself, go to the gym, go to lunch, go with my friends somewhere, whatever it might be. You get the next hour, whatever the right system is. I think something's got to be in place because there's no reason for both people to feel confined when that's just not necessary. Take walks, man. That was huge for us. Uh, My wife had a, had a C-section. So like she needed to walk for the recovery process and it was like the best thing that we did and we just like walked around our block you know what I mean right. and just put the baby in the car seat in the stroller and just walked around the block and we do that once or twice every day um, and you live in California so it's easy for you yeah. it's nice you know what I mean um, for sure but that, that's really important, and that kind of helps you, at least from my experience, kind of helps you to get into a, a better headspace and makes it easier for both of you to be comfortable being outside of the apartment with the kid. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, we, we've done it a bit, I think we got we to step, uh, sure. step it up even further. And again, living in L.A., like we should be going on two walks a day. Like, yeah. It's just like the weather is always so nice, and yeah. as long as we don't get coronavirus yet, uh, <laughs> we'll be... We should take advantage of it. No, for sure. Um, but but I understand this anxiety aspect of it also because you never know what's going to happen, right? When you take the baby outside, like you just mentioned, like is it going to start crying? Are people going to be? I remember when Aurora was like, she was about a month old, and um, and one of our buddies had a birthday party, and it was right down the street from us. And I like pushed my wife to go and bring the baby. I was like, "Yo, it's perfect one shot deal. We can." see everybody all at once, stay for an hour, and then go back home. And my wife was, wasn't ready to do that yet. She had like a complete breakdown when we got there. And then on our walk home, which was a four-block walk, it started to fucking monsoon outside. Wow. So we got caught in the pouring rain. Our baby is a month old. We just like have an umbrella. I'm like throwing myself over the car seat to not get her wet my wife is so mad fuming out of smoke out of her ears so angry that i forced us to go to this birthday party it was but that's it that is exactly why you get anxious to leave the apartment because things like that can happen at any time with the baby that you're not prepared for it's crazy um but you got to do it yeah my kid my my son archie that's his name like he I don't know content. Like I, I only know what I know through him. So obviously, I don't, I don't know what it's like with other kids. But I'm pretty confident that like his Madden rating and in, in crying would be like <laughs> at least from volume would be like at least like a 95. Like he's a loud, powerful crier. That is amazing. It's just like it. It even it just perpetuates. It's like um, just being tense. You know, like when it happens. Yeah. And like that's just. It's just such a trigger, man, that, yeah. that like, it's like, oh, shit, okay, let's go. And, uh, yeah, it's wild, dude. It's, to, go, to go out in the open with him is is a journey. It, but, like, then I had, like, a friend, one of my good friends, uh, who you don't know, but he has a kid, maybe, like, a month before I did, and he's he's been using, like, an ergo carrier, like, okay. everywhere he goes. The ergo baby, yeah. everywhere now with him, and, like, and, like, without even thinking about it. Like, so, like, I think it really just depends on the kid, depends on, like, your own self-confidence. Yeah. Um, and so forth, but it's, it's definitely something we gotta get better at. But no, the the crying thing is real. How are you dealing with the emotions of hearing your baby cry? That's always something I'm interested to hear dads talk about because I can't do. I like freak out. I can't listen to my daughter cry. I get so upset. Yeah, so I'm I'm the other way. Where I, I'm like kind of 
like probably sociopathic with it where <laughs> it's just like I don't know I see the kid I'm like ah, you're a baby you don't know what's going on you're not crying because like you're in pain you're crying because you're a baby yeah. which might be wrong like it probably is wrong but that's just how my brain's working whereas my wife's more like you where the baby's crying she's like oh my god I feel so bad for him what's going on how do we get him feeling better and all this I'm just like eh like baby's crying this is just part of the deal well listen you're very correct and I'll tell you when you get to sleep training him you're that's gonna be a huge 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 like positive for you to be able to to sleep train your baby because that was like the hardest thing for us i could not listen to her cry it made me feel so terrible i wanted to, it would be four o'clock in the morning and i would literally jump out of bed and sprint into her room just to give her her pacifier and i'd do that seven oh, times a night because i felt terrible hearing her cry um but that's good that it's not affecting you like that. That's awesome, actually, uh, in the long run. <laughs> or I'm a terrible person. I mean, it really kind of depends <laughs> on how you want to look at it. No, I think no, I think actually that's beneficial. I really do, um, because like you said, babies cry. That's the only way they know how to communicate. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So everything. So let, let's 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 dive deeper into the feelings and, and how you're how you're dealing with this whole thing. Uh, you guys are also very far away from both families, correct? Yeah, so my family outside of one brother lives in Detroit, and my wife's family lives in Toronto. So we're more or less on our own here. We, uh, I have one brother, but he has his hands full with four kids on his own. Jesus. So he lives in LA, but he was like, you know, about 20, 30 minutes away, and we see him like once a month or so, but okay. we're, we're, we're kind of doing our own thing here. How are you dealing with that? Like, you guys finding, you like butting heads a little bit, or are you kind of uh, getting stronger, or are you? I was, okay, definitely not stronger. <laughs> I don't think we're butting heads as much as advertised. Okay. Like, I think a lot of couples go through some serious shit. For sure, 100%. Like, sorry, uh, like right from, like during you know, this process, mm -hmm. and, you know, we'll, we'll have some flare-ups, so nothing that's, like, super egregious, mm -hmm. but i say, look, the first, so, like, Archie's four weeks old, the first week is just a blur, because you're in the hospital for a couple of days, and then family's in for a week, and, like, that's just, like, that's his own set of, like, anxiety as a whole, where just everyone's coming through the door, there's no time for yourself, and so forth. So it's really been, like, three weeks of just us, and I think for the most part, it's it's good. Like, we do, we've done a pretty good job of having friends over, just okay. at, like, you know, couples at a time. So I'd say we probably have, like, five or six instances where we've had couples over for, like, just, like, dinner. Okay. Which has been really nice. That's good. Um, and I just, like, again, like, bring some level of normalcy and just more, like, societal behavior and, like, yeah. norms to, like, kind of just push through, which I think is really important. And then otherwise, you know, I've been either been on paternity leave or I've been working from home for the most part. And so that's just been nice to like be able to help my wife out as much as possible, spend more time with the baby yeah. and power through this. The, the real test is going to be when I start going to work more frequently. For sure. And it's a bit just more for, like my wife's going to be a bit solo for the time being. We'll, we'll kind of see how that goes. Yeah, that will definitely be an interesting turn. Um, I feel like for you, that's going to start very soon. I know you have the draft coming up, and that's like a big time for you, uh, working yeah. for the NFL and everything like that. I have actually, I have two trips coming up in the next month, which my wife's not happy about. Where I have to go sure? to New York for like four days um, for an offsite, and then there's these like owners' meetings every year that uh, they're in Florida that I have to go to at the end of what is next month's March. At the end of March, so I'll be gone for like probably seven work days through the Jesus. entire month. Uh, I do think, me, at least in one of those trips, uh, Patty, my wife's uh, parents, might fly in to, to help out. That's nice. But we'll, uh, we're going to have to figure this out as we go because that's it's going to be a lot for yeah. sure. The, 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 lot of, the lot of traveling, I can imagine, is, is makes it really difficult. Um, but it's great that you're able to be home uh, for the time being to be able to help. It's like, I, I personally think that like being at home is like the most, especially in the early parts, like first month or two is like the most precious thing ever. And the best thing that you can do, um, you know, besides like the bumping heads about who's going to get up and who's going to, you know, right. clean this poopy diaper and how you doing with poopy diapers. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm pretty strong, man. I, I like I think my hands. I got fast hands. Wow. Um, I got delicate hands. Like I, I'm pretty happy with my poopy diaper game. Nice. Uh, 
I think I could go, you know, probably take clothes off and diaper off with new diaper, clothes back on in under a minute. I think, wow. I think, uh, yeah. Talk about Madden um, ratings. Yeah, I know. Really strong poopy <laughs> diaper game here. But <laughs> I don't even know. But yeah, travel, man, like, I, I have been pumping the brakes on travel. Like, I didn't go to Super Bowl, as you can imagine, which wow. happened, like, okay. almost exactly a month ago. I didn't yeah. go to, like, the NFL Combine is going on right now in Indianapolis, which I've been to the last five years. I didn't go to that. So I'm definitely, like, picking and choosing my spots. Mm-hmm. But at a certain point, like, normalcy, at least for work, does have to come back. Right. And we're just going to have to kind of figure out together what that means or if there's going to be a new normal. Uh, and I'm gonna get. I'm guessing there will be. We just don't know what that means yet. Yeah, for sure. It's and and you know what? You don't know what anything means yet. Once you have a kid, because yeah. it's all fucking brand new, and there's no manual or any frame of reference at all whatsoever. Um, you know, it's good that you are able to keep the normalcy by having people over. Though, how is the baby acting around people? Like, is is he like? Is he cool with it? Is he? Does he get like? ornery and fussy does he does he in that stranger danger uh, i guess it's only the month but like yeah, how's he with I people like it's been pretty normal i haven't seen any big like distinctions or differences in behavior with him and other people okay. but it's pretty still early in the game and i think it honestly depends at like what time in a baby's cycle whether he's sleeping or up and like where in that process he is when people sure. come over and that's kind of it because like he might we might have friends over for two, three hours, and the baby's sleeping the entire time, and that's yeah. it. Um, but otherwise, you know, one of us is just holding him the entire time and so forth. But he's been, I think all things have been pretty chill. One thing that's been pretty wild is we, and I don't even know if we, we talked about it, but I have a dog also. Uh, oh, we yeah. have a, like a 10-pound toy poodle. And just watching his, the dog's behavior with the kid has been awesome. Like, he's been so gentle and so really? loving and so calm. And... We, like, this is like a three-year-old, young, energetic dog that really, it could have gone either way. So it's been just so nice to see how how like smooth and, and gentle that process has been. Wow, he's, so the dog is like, is, is he like taking Archie like under his wing as like his like little brother almost? Like, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if I go that far, but it's more <laughs> so just like, like, like it's more like the dog just accepts that there's like a new character yeah. in like this TV series. And he's like, oh, okay, like, you know, there's a new, there's a new uh, character around. Like, that's cool. Uh, and he's like, he'll, the only thing he does is he tries to take his pacifier because he thinks it's a toy. Oh, my God. Uh, that's the only thing we have to guard against. But, like, he's not violent around him. He's, like, not overprotective. He is, he's, like, more quiet around him than, than he normally would be. And it, that's just been a pretty pretty fun thing to watch that's like a beautiful that's like a beautiful thing i feel like it that must be for you like ha- like almost watching like your two kids like getting along oh, and getting sure. used to each other like, also i'm also like obsessed with our dog so like i it's been so nice to see that's sure. awesome that's really 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 cool is is he is archie like does he notice the dog get is he afraid of it or does he just not know it's definitely there not afraid of- definitely not afraid because our dog his name's dill like dill pickle he uh, he'll, like lick, he like he like sniff the baby, or like he like gently lick his nose every now and then, and like oh, so Archie does not have any reaction whatsoever. Like he does, he doesn't care. He at just all. doesn't know what's going on. Um, so yeah, he's uh he hasn't figured out Dill yet. Where did you come up with the name Archie? So uh, my wife's father passed away when she was a young age, okay. and he, his name was Andy. Okay. Uh, so we definitely wanted an A. Nice. And uh, I don't know. That was just like a name that we liked. We like you know, it's like. Not super common, but common enough. Yeah. Uh, and we kind of just liked it. There really isn't some more magic behind it beyond that. No, I, I, I like the name it's, because it is. It's very like it's very unique. You're like bringing Archie back, and it's good. You don't bump yeah. into a lot of kids named name Archie, and I love it. I uh, thanks, man. That's awesome. No, it's 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 fantastic. I obviously we went a also with our name. So yeah, what, you know, what was um, the story behind that? We I think I think my wife actually just found it in a baby name book and like. pitched it at me and um she claims that i didn't like it at first i don't remember it like that but you know whatever wife happy wife happy (laughs) life so let's say she's right i guess i didn't like it at first but then all of a sudden the the name aurora or the word aurora just kept following us around everywhere so like we realized that yeah like one of our favorite snacks is like bagged baby 
peppers, right? And we realized that the brand of peppers that we were getting in these little bags are Aurora brand peppers. And just like all these different things like that were just popping up all over the place that that name was just like already infused into our life. And then I thought about what it would sound like when she was little and said her name and when I said it back to myself and she's going to introduce herself as they're going to ask like what's your name and she's going to say Awawa and I just (laughs) I fell in love with it that's the cutest thing the cutest baby talk name ever and I was freaking sold Um, and so we went with it and she just really got it people need to take more advantage of baby speech impediments early on dude Uh, 100% 100%. You gotta roll with, you gotta roll with the baby speech impediment punches. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause they're the cutest <laughs> things ever sometimes. You know? Um, so how was like, let's, how was the birthing process for like, how oh, was being in that room? How crazy is, is that whole few hours that this thing is going on? Yeah. So it wasn't a few hours. We actually have a pretty, I'm going to say abnormal baby story, maybe not, I don't know, it just, it was not what we had planned, where, so Patty was due, I want to say January 24th, and okay. Archie was born, the baby was born uh, the 30th, so she, she was born Jesus. six days late, yeah, and we, I think we knew, like, if it lasted five more days that they would induce her, so we're like, alright, it's going to happen at some point. And so we go out for dinner with, like, our next-door neighbors to, like, a restaurant right down the block, knowing that, hey, you know, whatever, anything can happen. And, like, while we're at dinner, like, Patty starts having serious contractions. No way. And we're like, whoa, this is, like, happening. This is crazy. And, like, our, we don't really even, like, know our neighbors that well. Like, we're like, whoa, guys, like, you're here for it. Like, this is going to, like, this, we're going to go to the hospital. So huh, we leave. Great way to get leave. to know them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is just forced timing, you know. <laughs> we leave dinner. Um, we go back home. We have, like, the car all packed, stuff like that. And so we drive to the hospital, which is super close to us. We're, we're, we're lucky. It's a three-minute three drive from our apartment. And we go to the hospital, and Patty's, like, definitely having serious contractions. Jesus. They take her in. It's, like, I don't know, midnight or so. And the nurse is like, okay, yeah, these are contractions, but you're only one centimeter dilated. Yeah, oh, go. my God. Like, this is not worth it. And we're like, really? Like, she's like, Patty's like super pissed. She's, I was like, I am dying here. Like, like this, something's happening. Like, we gotta do this. We're like, no, nah, no, nah, you gotta go home. What? So we go home, and like, we're home. Is that crazy? An hour and a half. Huh. I don't mean to interrupt you, Dave, but isn't that yeah. crazy that they send you fucking home? Yeah, they're like, sorry, you're one centimeter. Like, this is not like. <laughs> I always when they when we were looking at hospitals and they told me that like they would just send you home. It is crazy, but also at the same time, like. I know nothing. Like, I'll believe literally anything that comes out of their mouth. Like, <laughs> That's ah. so true. It's like, so nah, true. Until we, until we see the baby's head pop out, like, you can't come in. I'll be like, oh, that seems a little weird, but I believe you because I'm an idiot. So, <laughs> um, so we go back home, and legit, the next hour and a half is the most agony I've ever seen, let alone my wife, but, like, any human go through. Jesus. Where he is thriving in pain. Just like... It is, like, screams, like, calling, like, so pissed off at me for absolutely no reason except for the fact that she feels like she's dying. Uh, like, screaming, wants, like, wants to, like, take a bath, like, trying anything we can until she's, like, because the last thing she wants to do is go back for them to send us back home again. Yeah, of course. And so she's, like, look, like, screw this, like, we gotta go back, we gotta go back. And so an hour and a half later, we go back, same nurse, and the nurse is, like, all right, let's check it in. And all they do, they like more or less just, all right, I don't know how graphic we get here, but they just like finger your wife again. Yeah, yeah. That's like yeah, kind yeah. they really do. Yeah. They're like, oh, okay, you're four and a half centimeters out of it. You're good to go. We're like, what? holy shit. I mean, like we could have gone through this here. Like that's like, I don't know why. So, so whatever. So that was, so, okay. So, so we, we get to the hospital initially at 1030. They send us back at midnight. We go back at 130. They punch your ticket into officially being able to like go through labor at like two, at 2 a.m., Baby's not born until 4 p.m. So we had an 18-hour labor. Oh, my God. Which was pushing at the end for, like, three and a half hours. Like, we're, like, every 30 seconds she has to push, like, count to 10, like, the whole thing. So it was just great. I mean, it was super long. Um, Patty was a champion. Uh, 
got an epidural because you, I mean... Apparently you need unless it. Unless you have to. I mean, it's been bonkers if someone doesn't get an epidural. Yeah, for sure. Um, what's also wild is like when, like, so finally only in the last maybe 40 minutes, like our actual OBGYN comes in. Uh, like, so oh, really? Your, your actual doctor the wasn't there for a long time. Yeah, which I think is normal. At least, at least he made it seem like it was normal. Okay. Where he doesn't come in until he knows it's like showtime. Uh, okay. And so he comes in. He's just like the closer, and, you know? Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. That's exactly <laughs> what he is. And so he does this crazy move where, like, finally, at like the last push when the baby's about to come out, like, I don't know if like the baby was sideways or like wasn't coming out the right way, but legit twisted the baby's head 180 degrees, like violently. What? As the baby's coming out, as if he had, like, done this a million times, and everything was completely fine, but I, like, had never, I was like, holy shit, that's crazy what he just did. Uh, but, yeah, that was birthing, it, it was, like, sleeping in the hospital, the hospital was so nice, at least, like, the one by us was so nice, we stayed there for two days, had our own private room, like, it was... The like, private room is necessary. It was, it was, like, it was, like, we didn't pay extra for it, that's just, like, how Cedar Sinai does it. Oh, that's and amazing. And so, we had a really positive experience, except for, in fact, of, like, how long the actual labor and birthing process took. Jesus. That's insane. Yeah, that's so, that's so crazy. This is also our first birthing store story ever wow, on the podcast, out. which is fucking had, like, awesome. 20, 25 episodes. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is about to be episode 24, and this yeah. is our first birthing story, which is exactly why I wanted to get you on because it's so fresh <laughs> in your mind. You know, like yeah. with, with everybody else, you know, everybody that I've talked to, they've been at least two months removed for, from it, or, you know, they had two kids already or and but like this is the first actual birthing story and I, it sounds wow. so clear in your mind because it's it sounds like you literally just went through it which you did yeah. um and that's that's phenomenal um i mean it sounds incredibly horrifying that you would go through for 18 <laughs> hours you know i guess you can call it lucky but you know we had a we had a c-section so like it was uh it was pretty quick and you know once it was t- t- showtime it was showtime and then the baby was here yeah. i cannot imagine how terrible that pain and, and agony must have been I, during that amount of like time but that length is insane pure exorcism like it, I've never seen anything like it oh my god but doesn't it make you doesn't it give you so much more appreciation for a, for women in general like seeing your wife go through Uh-oh. everything from pregnancy Definitely. all the way down to birth etc and then for me I obviously have a daughter so like that also brings another level of appreciation for women um, but like doesn't it make you see them in an entirely new light watching your wife go through this whole process yeah 100% and there's like a level of pride that you have yeah. in her where it's yeah. like wow you you did this like I'm so proud of you that you're yeah. able to go through this and yeah. not in like a patronizing way but like a sincere way where it's like you don't you don't know someone can do it until they do it and you're yeah. like holy cow like you just went through that like that's insane that you're able to go through that and like was a champ throughout that entire process it, yeah. was, it was awesome and you're yeah you went through it and you're a fucking beast and yeah. that's and you like never like I mean I don't look at my wife the same way not in a bad like in a much better way like I just like look at her and I'm like when she's holding our daughter and I'm like yo you're a fucking beast because you just carried that shit for it's nine crazy. ten months and that's amazing and I would never be able to do that I, like my my wife tells me all the time she's like men just couldn't do that I was like you know what I definitely couldn't do that I would have just yeah, I would have packed no up and shot. gone home it would have been over for me. That's um, it, it's it's the whole process and journey, starting from pregnancy all the way through, is just like an awesome thing. Um, what what other types of things are you guys trying to do to like keep normalcy in your in your life with having the baby? Um, so I'm, so I definitely have some like gym anxiety, like okay. working out. Yep, that, I haven't been to the gym uh, since my daughter was born. Yeah, that was okay. seven so months as, ago. Like, a former fat kid, like it's like ingrained in me that I, and you're part of the club also. I like, am part of the club also. Me. Yes, it's killing me. It's ingrained in me, like I have to work out every day. Like it's just like part of my fabric, and it definitely has not been happening. And like, we have like a Peloton. Like I like you know I'm trying to find times where I can, but I'm either too tired or um like there's just no time like it's like unfair to my wife if i were to be like all right i'm gonna go on the bike for an hour or go to the gym for an hour whatever it is 
And so I think that's definitely been a struggle. I still have been just like instead of every day, I've been going four days a week, okay. five days a week. I mean, that's like, good. Like that's that, big. Which, that's which huge. sounds good, but like that's like killing me a little bit. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I mean, I think I think work is going to be a big one. Where like I'm going to have to go to Vegas for a week when the draft starts, and like that's not that far away. Like that's only two months from now. Like what are we going to do? Or like when yeah. I'm going to New York in a month. Like like what's happening there? And yeah kind of seeing how she can either do on her own or seeing who we can wave in as whether it's like flying a friend or a family member or bring our night nurse to work 24 hours or something like that. Like, you know, we're going to have to figure something out because like it, there's, it'd be super unfair for Patty to go through that alone. No, of course. Have you have you taken the night like to yourself, like to go out with the boys like for in the last month or something like that? Um, I don't think I've had a boys one. Like we've, we've gone out to two of us. Oh, you um, have already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause wow. Because that like and so once she's here like she we're kind of home free okay so we've gone out twice for like valentine's day and her birthday they were oh, like, that's awesome. like the same week so we're able to do that and we also took the baby out for dinner actually for the first time like two days ago oh cool uh, so that was yeah, that's we did, like, huge early it's like a five o'clock dinner like super early but uh it was just like good to be able to do that yeah um but we need to just get better exactly at that we're just hey, like, just kind of have that conviction of, like, we need to live our life, like, let's just see what happens and just roll with it because we're going to go insane if we just stay in this apartment all day. No, for sure. You, you, yeah, the, the getting the out with the baby, like, once you can start getting comfortable, take it, like you said, you took it out to dinner the other, the other day, um, that's a, that's huge because once you can start taking it out to, like, brunch or breakfast or lunch or, and stuff like that, and then, like, going out with friends and you were bringing the baby to lunch yeah. or brunch or early dinner, whatever. That's when it, it, you, your mind, I think a little bit starts to get back into the regular rhythm of not just like being sleep deprived and changing diapers and hearing crying and sleep deprived and changing diapers and hearing crying and being in an For apartment, sure, you know, it's, it's, oh. it's, it's really huge. Oh, and I'll tell you one thing that like no one talks about and yeah. I got no warning about was, we get, I don't know, five to ten Amazon packages a day, like, for the last <laughs> month. Like, what, like, my house has been infiltrated with cardboard, and, like, did not see this, like, annexation coming. Like, it's just been nonstop, just, like, cleaning, putting the boxes back together, going to the garage, to, like, throw them out, like, all this What stuff. are it's these Amazon been... packages coming from? Like, oh my ba- God. baby gifts? Just, like, every, yeah, it's, like, uh, baby gifts, for, like, in the beginning, but now it's, like, Oh, I read somewhere that, like, this material clothing is more comfortable for the baby or easier to put on, so let's buy 12 of those. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> like, okay. More okay. diapers, or more, like, a uh, baby has a baby rash, or I think he might have a baby rash, so... <laughs> let's get like nine that, bottles of A&D ointment. Yep, yeah, I know this. Exactly, I know it so very well. Non nonstop, like, wow. Amazon all day, every day. You know, so, see, that didn't really change with me because my wife is just constantly online shopping. So ever since <laughs> I've known her, my apartment, and we've moved in with each other, my our apartment was flooded with Amazon boxes. Um, literally, our neighbor across the hall just said to her the other day, he's like, I always see, I see a lot of packages come down here. And most of the time, they're for you. It said that to my wife. The kid's 11 years old. <laughs> it was, But so, like, that didn't really change for me. But... It instead of like it being packages for her and like clothes, it is just like random baby stuff now. Like I see an H and M package, I was like, wait, this is like really small. I was like, I wonder what Natalie bought for herself. And then meanwhile, it's just four tiny outfits for her, our child. Do you remember like any particular like clutch item that you either bought or was given to you or that you had that like was so huge to have with the kid around? Like that um, was just like one. So yes, I have two. I have two that I will recommend and like are musts. One is like for the like the baby's like health, and I'm sure you have it already because it's so necessary. Is the snot sucker? I talk about it all the yeah. time on this show. It is like the best. It's it's literally the best device that's ever been made for a child. Um, they hate it, like, or at least my daughter, like, really hates when you do it, but when you're able to clean that passage out, especially in the early stages, stages of childhood, because they're constant, they can only breathe through their nose, and they're constantly congested because there's just, like, shit up there, and they, their, like, nasal passages hasn't, like, haven't, like, expanded enough. Yeah. It's really huge. So, the snot sucker's great, but also, like, a swinging sleeper is yeah, huge. 
we got one of those, and it's been mixed, mixed results. Sometimes he'll go in there, and he loves it, and he's, like, chill for, you know, half hour, <laughs> hour. And there's times where he goes in there, and it's just like, guys, get me the hell out of here. ASAP. Really? Do you have, you have um, one, like, with the mobile that goes around and plays music and all that type of stuff? Yeah, exactly. Okay. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, Aurora loved that. Then, it was a lifesaver for us. We did get this one swaddle that's been so clutch. It's Ooh. called... The, like the Ollie swaddle. Ooh, what's this? Where it's like it's expensive. It's like a sixty dollars swaddle, which is bananas. Oh jeez. But it was it's like so easy to put on, and it also like I don't know how, but like it adjusts for how tall the baby is. So like, like the shelf life of it is going to be like way longer than normal. Wait, that's amazing. And like the baby's like the, the just straight up a burrito. Like when he's in there. And he loves it. Like, he had, he, we've been struggling. Like, we've had Halo Swaddles has been good, but not nearly as good as this Ollie Swaddle, which has been incredible. Wow. I didn't even, I didn't even know about this Ollie Swaddle. Um, the Halos were, were what we went with. I thought, yeah. I thought that I was like going to be the master of swaddling with like regular muslin, uh, muslin blankets. And so like I went out to buy my baby, like when the baby was two weeks old or something like that and just bought like a bunch of them. And then I was incapable of getting the swaddle yeah. to stay tight. So we were like, fuck it. Let's just throw these halos on Velcro the and she good. loved it. The they're great. Really good. Yeah. They're great. Um, we also had the snoo. Uh, so like we, oh, wow. so they come with their own sleep sack swaddles also. Um, but we actually, she was so underweight, uh, in her first month that we had to put really? her in a swaddle and then in the snoo sack to go into the snoo. Yeah. Was she having issues with your wife, like, uh, nursing? So she actually was born with a tongue tie. And oh, I so, heard about those. Yeah, so she was born with a tongue tie, but that like prevented her from being able to latch properly onto the breast. So we wow. also like just dove into formula like week one. Wow. And we when we did like both, we did like both for like the first three months, and then um, we've just been straight formula since then. And now we do solids That's and wild. stuff like that with her. But yeah, it was wild. Like watching her get. Watching my daughter in my arms get her tongue snipped, and the doctor saying, "Yeah, it's just gonna ooze a little bit." When oozing oh, meant mouth full of blood, like the guy looked like freaking Deontay Wilder last last week. <laughs> like her mouth literally looked like she got knocked in the jaw; it was bleeding everywhere. It was insane, Jeez. and she took it like a chance. Wow. She like cried for a second and a half, and then was like, "All right, let's go home." Nah, I guess that's man. I got two things. One that's like similar to like must be that's probably the closest thing I could compare to like going through like a circumcision with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was like we had a bris like seven oh, days or eight shit. days later, and that was wild. We had like a, like the whole we did the whole thing like a moil like the snip like a like the baby sitting on like um, Patty's stepdad's lap like as the moils doing the whole thing. Oh my god! And like, I thought it was going to be pure like chaos like waterworks baby crying like never heard before, but he. Like, he took it like a champ, man. Like, he, like, cried a little bit, and but he was he was good. Like, I was super impressed by that. Did you um, cry when you saw your baby get snipped? No, because I didn't look, because <laughs> that was terrifying to me. <laughs> That's amazing. There was no shot I was looking at that. that. Well, now this is two firsts on this on this pod, because that's yeah. now our first Briss story also. Yeah. That's, um, no, that's crazy. Um, I... I I because I had a girl like the concept of a bris like d- doesn't even enter my mind. You know what I mean? Like I don't even think about the fact that like people that have boys have to get go and have a bris and get circumcised. They don't have to, but like you know that's what the thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a crazy experience. And then also, so we had. So you said your daughter's underweight. We, which is, I think, is normal. I think, like, I think also everything's normal. Everything's normal. Nothing is abnormal. That's true. But we went the opposite way, where we're, we were fortunate enough where the so Archie was born big, not like crazy big. He was like eight pounds four ounces, okay, or eight pounds six ounces, eight pounds six ounces, okay. And um, within two weeks later, he was nine pounds like four ounces. What? And then two weeks later, he right now he's like nearing eleven pounds. Jesus freaking Christ! What are you he's feeding a, this kid? He's in, he's a beast, like pure breast milk. He's like latched on so easily. We've been like super fortunate with that. And we're big. Like, I'm a tall guy. I'm, like, 6'2", six 6'3". Six yes, you are. And my wife's, like, 5'11". Oh, wow. And, yeah, he's, whatever, don't want to brag. He's in the 100 percentile length, whatever. It's wow. not that big of a deal. He's going to be a 
I'm not going to make him a deal. He's going to be huge. He's going to be a massive dude. Yeah, he's going to be fucking awesome. He's a beast. But, um, <laughs> it's been crazy to see just like how big this kid is already yeah, getting. That's crazy. Um, yeah, when they – when you wait till he gets to like three, four, five months and like he actually starts getting big um, – that's that's nuts. Like we we look at her now, and we're just like, yo, she's so much bigger than she was before. Like it's for it's sure, crazy. Watching that evolution is so awesome. I'm very it, it, pumped it, it, for you. Like, it gets draining to like hold him. Like like, it, like you like you get tired holding him. Like yeah. your arms start getting sore. Like, oh it's yeah. Crazy. Oh yeah. It's wild. Um, but this is awesome, man. I'm so pumped for you, and I I am excited to to see how uh, how you guys develop in this in this journey uh, of fatherhood because it's a beautiful thing. I know that I love it more than anything in the world, and uh, you sound like you have like a good grasp on it. it, it I, I I'm, I'm I'm pretty pumped about that. Wow. Uh, I appreciate that. I mean, you, you sound like know. you sound pretty calm. You know, you sound like pretty calm, and like um, you know, I'm sure the night nurse helps. You know, uh, and the fact that you're getting sleep like probably helps a lot. But no, you sound like pretty calm. You're sounding like you kind of you got your head on straight. You kind of know where you guys are at, like what you want to need to do. Um, and that's fantastic. Uh, I appreciate that. This is definitely like a fake until you make it type of. That's what it is. That's, that what pa- that's what parenting is. It's fake yeah. until you make it. Um, but we'll see. You know, check in with me in a few months. We'll see if we have the same level of calmness going oh, on here. I, I definitely will because once they start like three, once they start becoming a person, I'm interested to see how the whole thing flips. Um, on you, but, but so we're gonna wrap up in a second, Dave. Uh, but what I do do with every one of my guests, I ask two questions at the end. So I'm gonna throw yeah. the same things back at you. I know it's only been four weeks, but the first question is, what has been your favorite experience or favorite thing about fatherhood so far? Uh, wow. So I think. I, okay, I won't count the birthing process because, like, I think that was just, like, such a seminal moment. Like, when you see the baby come out, like, that was such, so powerful. But, like, excluding that, um, I don't know, like, we read it online, our friend told us that if you start just, like, sticking your tongue out, the baby will start, like, mimicking you. Oh, I love And this. I didn't believe that for a second. But, like, I started doing it, and immediately the baby would, like, start, like, smiling a little bit and start, like, Archie would start actually spitting his tongue out back at me. And that is just so fucking adorable oh. that um, that that's like my number one by far that is great I that is also first the first time that said on this on, on here also and that was also something that I loved and I used to tell my wife all the time that she was mimicking me when I would do it and she's like no she's not she just she doesn't understand yeah. that thing I'm like no, no no that's like a thing like she's doing it um, it is that's that's a really awesome moment I'm so pumped that you brought that up that's Fantastic. Um, and the second thing is, I guess I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it on the, the back end of the, uh, of the fatherhood process and, and ask you from an expecting or new dad standpoint, what is the, uh, what's the best piece of advice that you got going into fatherhood? Um, oh wow. Normally, I, I ask I dads a, what their best piece of advice to give to another one, but you're yeah, you're yeah, not I, there. You might not be there. Yeah, only a month express, so I want to see what I wonder what the what the best piece of advice that you got going into it was. I think the best piece of advice I got from from a few different parents or like from a few different friends who are already fathers or parents for that matter was that each kid is different. Yep, and that everyone's experience is going to be different. And, like, to take solace in that and not thinking that what your experience is some outlier, but just that every experience is different. That that kid one in a family can also often be very different to how kid two behaves. Yeah. And, like, know that going in and don't feel like that there's some, like, roadmap or some sort of, like, you know, like, uh, you remember, like, when, at least when I was growing up, I was super into video games, there'd be, like, these, like, magazines or, like, guides that you could follow to, like, how to beat every single board. Like, yeah. there's no guide here. Nope. Like, like, there's, like, no... You gotta kind of just figure it out on your own, and everything's gonna be different. There's certain t- trips, like uh, tips and tricks you'll learn along the way, but be like comfortable with the fact that there's gonna be uncomfort, and just know that going in. Yeah, that I, that's a that's a really strong piece of advice, and I think it's something that doesn't get given to 
potential dad or like uh, expecting dads enough because that is 100% true. There's no roadmap. There's no guidebook. There's no instruction manual for having a kid and being a parent. You really do have to figure it out as you go along and just work to understand your kid, you know, and then act accordingly, you know. Um, Well, Dave, man, this was freaking awesome. I really appreciate you coming on and doing this. I love that it's so fresh in your mind. I love that we got the birthing story. That's fucking awesome. I'm pumped about that. Um, And uh, and I definitely would love to check check in with you in a couple of months and see how you're – how you're taken to this fatherhood thing. No, uh, this has been great. Um, love, love doing it. Thanks for reaching out. Absolutely. Great to hear from you. Great to hear your voice. And, Likewise. Um, yeah, man, definitely check in later. We'll, uh, we'll see how it goes. For sure. Absolutely. And the next time I'm in LA, I'll give you a shout. Yeah, yeah, please do, Mo. Awesome, uh, man. Take care, brother. Have a good one. Congratulations again, uh, bro. Thanks, dude. Bye-bye. Later. And that is all for this week's episode of Dad Hard with a Podcast. Thank you so very much to my boy Dave Feldman. As always, to connect on the fatherhood brotherhood, shoot us an email, dadhardpod at gmail.com. Follow us on our Instagram at dadhardpod and on the Facebook, facebook.com slash dadhardpod. Until next week, same dad hard time, same dad hard place. That's all for us. We're out. Peace. Remember back in the days before you got blazed and lost in the haze. Gotta remember the good times. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Remember back in the days before you had brains or cared about your ways. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Ain't that the truth, man? I wish you could go back being a little kid again, man. Remember them good times. Everything was free spirit and all that. Talking the playground. He was playing on the monkey balls or whatever. Sprinklers. Hydrants going off in the street in the summertime. That home cooking. Can't beat that, man. You remember. And if not, need to rewind this one.